All the things they wanted me to be Everywhere I look a killing spree All the things they wanted me to be Is all the things that I turned out to be All the things they wanted me to be Everywhere I look a killing spree All the things they wanted me to be Is everything that I like, 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 like Push money weed Everywhere I look a killing spree All the things they wanted me to be Is all the things that I turned out to be Push money weed Everywhere I look a killing spree All the things they wanted me to be Is everything that I like, 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 like. Real sh- going off on the John Lebanon, Sinning but I don't give a f- my favorite Wednesday, Sinsday playlist Logic with Killing Spree Off the album Everybody Blame it on a Muslim Everybody wanna blame him, blame her Just blame it on a Killing everyone And John, I thank you for turning me on to Logic He's coming to town uh, June 22nd at the amphitheater I wanted to hate on him and you know why, right? Right. Well, there's a lot of I, I don't know specifically, but there there. I like what John know the answer, but he don't want to say. <laughs> He's it. interesting. He looks at me like we're cool, man. What's going on? That's gonna be uncomfortable if I say you didn't like him because you thought he was white. Yeah, I mean, he, when I when you look at him, he looks like a nerdy white kid. That's not why I didn't like him. But then the, his his. I was like, why is this white guy yes. talking about all of this his, stuff? His subject matter does not lend itself to being a nerdy white guy. He sounds like a black guy, right? Which we found out he was. Right. And he says, I'm a black guy. It's weird how, well, let's get deep, but I don't want to get that deep. Weird how he can have a white mother and a black father, and then you can name another person with a black mother and white father, and they look totally different. Yeah. Like Barack Obama, his phenotype, the way he presents, is more that of a black man than it is of a white person. If you saw him, you wouldn't say, there's a white person. Yeah, and I mean, he really, uh, I mean, he talks a lot about, you know, he he says he identifies as a black man, but he looks like a white kid, like a yeah. nerdy white kid. So that's like a he very... might show up places and they might be like, what are you doing here? Yeah, that's logic. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he says, I am black. And his music is very heavy as far as racial content and his struggle of being an interracial kid, which, um, hey, good for him. I think he's one of the best, and his music is positive. It's a very yeah. positive, and, and, and some of the, like that song, Shooting Spree, it, it talks about a lot of the problems we're going through right now, and he hits the nail on the head a lot of times. He's a little too heavy for me. Yeah. But congratulations for him. He just signed a $30 million deal with Def Jam Records. Ooh, so good. Hey. Lord. Money ain't everything. It's not. Micah. It's not at all. And um took a little though. And, yeah, a little bit of yeah, wouldn't just, hurt. Just, just a little you just something. need a little bit. They say seventy five thousand dollars is the happiness point. Oh. And everything under that everything <laughs> more than that, you don't get as much of a return. I'll take forty. Okay. <laughs> you might want to aim higher than that, man. Well, not forty yeah, for the aim rest. High, John. Of, not forty for the rest of my life. Just to, <laughs> yeah. in the next ten years. Like how much money? How much money do you think you should be making right now, based on your Ooh. abilities, your experience, what you bring to the table, <laughs> your future earning potential, your future ability to contribute to this great company? What is that number? I would. I, I think that number comes from having a better idea of what everybody around me makes, and I have absolutely no clue what that number is. Well, you know, Calta makes $14 million, yeah, so let's up, start from up, there and work just, backwards. Just Perfect. going uh, off the top of my head, uh, if I were to pitch a number to John Brennan today, it would be 40000 And that may be too high. I don't know. Wouldn't you want to come in higher than that and work down to forty? I mean, yeah, but right, but I'm also in a very um, – what? I'm just in a position right now where, where forty thousand is a is a large leap. Now you don't tell them that. Well, they will trust me. He know they yeah, know. Yeah, but you don't tell them that. You got to look like you're not pressed. Okay, 60. be like, yo, my shirt's pressed, but your boys never. Yeah, sixty. 
Why did I just steal a diesel? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they hate us. 60. Yeah, you asked for 60. Even if you don't think you deserve 60, let's say you thought you deserved 40. You asked for 60. Because 60 is not ridiculous from 40. No. Right. But in my head, he also. should come back with 50. Also, I really know that what's realistic is probably 30. So if I come in at 40, we'll probably end up at 30. He wants to give you the 40. He does? Yeah. Does he, does, <laughs> but, he, does he know that? No, he doesn't know that because he's got a guy telling him not to give it to you. It's just, it's just a big, big thing. But what I was talking about, about it not being about money, mm. uh, you know, it's about more than money. I've I've come to learn that the hard way. Life? Through life, I've, I've made more money in my life, mm-hmm. but I could not tell you that those were the times I was the happiest. I'm actually weird in the fact that I don't even really like the destination. I like the journey. Mm-hmm. I can I can enjoy the fight more than the victory. That might be a problem. Not necessarily. When we get there, I'm like, eh. hey. but getting there, the whole process of it. Yeah, I like the process. So life is that process, right? and the destination. You're never there. You're always getting somewhere. So I'm big on. I like to visualize things. I like to think about my future, my success. I imagine myself doing things. When it comes to money, I have a reason why I want to make a certain amount of money. It's not just a number. 75000 is not a magic number. Right. If you make $75,000, what that does is money buys you freedom. It gives you a, a comfortable income. And you so don't think you can get happiness out of freedom? You most definitely can get happiness out of freedom, but why do you want to make more money? It all starts with why. So I know that I want to make a significant amount of money so that I can take a philanthropic approach to my future. So I can give it back for something bigger than me. What is that significant amount of money that you feel like you need to do these things? I just like to hear the number. I don't have a specific number because Mm. I'm also, I believe that you can do something with everything that you've got. Right. So if if I'm not rich right now, I'm rich spiritually. I can help other people so you with can still give. my words, my right. actions, my time, my energy. And then I can get other people involved who do have those funds. I hope you don't get upset with me for saying this. Hmm. And I understand that. And you give that to people. Who gives that to you? What I'm saying is that I know what you provide. I know what you mm-hmm. provide for me. I know what you provide for John, Drew, Seth, and everyone around us. I'm speaking for a lot of people that are listening now that have been encountered Micah in St. Pete or whatever adventure you're on, however they have connected with you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to be motivated. Sometimes you need to be told it's okay or a pat on the back or Micah, you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Where do you get that thing that you freely give to everybody else? Where do you get it? Uh, First and foremost, I won't say it's, it's motivation. I would say it's more inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I get that energy when I reciprocate it from other people. So when you give, you get something back that you feel inside that's tangible to you. Yes, it gives right. me uh, it gives me fulfillment, and I get great joy off of seeing other people either happy or succeed or tell me good news that they've been working on something. So you like, feel you get you get something out of it, like like in that situation where we we make fun of you for you're two hours late to this thing because you were helping a total stranger. But for you, the giving, you giving, that's you're getting your own reward out of that. Yes. It's like uh, putting gas in a car. So right. for me, whenever I see somebody who's less fortunate or somebody who's going through something, uh-huh. if I can be that person for them, then 
I'm there for them. Okay, no but what about when, what about when you can't do that because you need somebody to lift you up? So for me, when I need to be lifted up, right. I have my family first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I have my faith. My faith is everything. Right. That's my rock. But every day is not a good day, though, right? Nope. Like every day can't be the best day. Like it's you not have you have to bad be. days too. Like yesterday, oh, you yeah. were having a difficult day. I was. We didn't really press you on it, but we were just like, "Oh man, our friend Mike is having a rough day," mm-hmm. right? So I didn't have a rough day. Okay. What I had was a few rough moments, and. I try to I try to think about this often. Mm-hmm. We can only control what we can control. We cannot control the way other people react to things or do things how they do things, but if we focus on how, what we can do and how we react to that, then that's in our own uh, playing field. So when something happens to you, it shouldn't ruin your day. Take a moment, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. look at what it's teaching you, and then recover from it. So it's only a few bad moments in a day, not a whole bad day. Well, see, whenever I'm having a bad day, I you have we were talking about before the show finding that thing that can pick you up. Maybe it's a favorite song, maybe it's talking to a friend or sending somebody a message or hearing a joke or anything. It could be whatever it is that could just mm-hmm. like turn your day around. For me, I like to check my bank account. Do you? And does then, that make you feel good? No, it doesn't. No, I'm joking. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> what do you do? I, what makes you feel good? What gets um, you back in like a zen mode? Overall, I feel like my life is a big story mm-hmm. and I'm the I'm the uh, hero in the story. Yeah, you are. And I'm the good guy and the good guy wins in the end. Who's the antagonist? Uh, well, just life has its own set of obstacles for you. Okay. But I look at it like in the end, I'm going to win. And right now I'm just sharing the things that happen along that road. And as we all are, and it's that transparency. And like you said, you know, every day is not going to be good. It's not supposed to. Life is this beautiful journey. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. It's all in some way going to make sense. These little pieces of a puzzle that we're getting. Yeah. And those bad days are crucial. Well, John and I were talking about this from your perspective is that, you know, like, you know, you're still finding your way in the world as far as uh, absolutely there's some awesome things that you're going to do that you're planning and then there's some awesome things you're going to do that you don't even haven't even entered your thought process yet Mm -hmm. right they're going to be whatever i am concerned as from a friend that's a little bit older than you i don't want you to get too bogged down to feel like you have to be this thing other than micah and i know micah is micah but Mm -hmm. Man, Micah deserves to be happy, and Micah deserves all of these things that you try to give everybody else. You deserve them, too. So I'm just saying. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I really do appreciate that more than you know. The thing about it is, Kevin, I feel so fortunate, and I feel so happy doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. The fact that I walked in here yesterday at 6 p.m., and then we went live on the air. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you have have one bad moment. You have 600 good ones that are on their way. So the fact that I get to do what I love every single day is fulfillment for me. And it energizes me to keep on going and to show up and know that I'm really fortunate. My badge works every day when I walk through these doors. I feel like I'm in the best spot possible. Excellent. All right. On the show, we had to get a little, uh, you know, I think we need to peel the curtain back a little bit sometimes. Peel it. Yeah, it's, oh, all, here we go. it's all good. Okay. We're gonna take a break. Are we ahead? We're ahead. We're on ahead breaks. of schedule. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, we keep going then. Yeah, we, the can, we can ride it out. Well, I tell you what. I mean, I would take some calls, but uh, we oh, yeah, let me, the, I, uh, I tried to turn it off. Yeah, we got the phone screener things not not down. Um, so I'll tell you. Before we went to break, I was telling you guys that sometimes my bladder feels like it's gonna explode <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna have an emergency. Us that. 
I had an emergency on Saturday. Oh, gosh. And what street is it on? I was in St. Pete. Was I on 54th Street? What's around you? I'm going to say 54th. Let's walk you through this. I pulled into a Harley Davidson dealership. What? Why? It is, it is 54th. You it's were going 54th. down 54th, and then it was on your right hand. It side. It was on my right hand side, yeah. and and I. Are I you had, there, John? No, but I go that way when I go to buy my dog food, so I know what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. So I, perfect. I, 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 I'm pulled into the Harley dealership. Now, if you know anything about Harley dealerships, it's an event every mm. Saturday. It really is. Now this isn't going. Oh, no, this isn't going where you think it's going. This isn't going where you think it's going. Okay. But for those who aren't familiar, people who buy Harleys, it's not just a purchase and then you go away. No. What you've purchased is a ticket into a lifestyle, into a club, into a family, uh, um, on par with any other lifestyle that exists. These people are all about it. So I go bopping, <laughs> not really bopping. I'm doing the pee pee walk. What's a bopping? <laughs> kind of. Well, I was like. <laughs> Twinkle toes, you like, like you're a yeah, 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 like, uh, like you're six, <laughs> kind of like that weenie touching thing Drew does from uh, Sounds of the Lamb. <laughs> I was doing that, okay, sticking out like a sore thumb. Oh no! I use the bathroom. I come out, and then I start looking around, like I'm gonna buy a bike. I'm just looking around. And I'm taking in everything. Were you looking around to not make it obvious that you came in just to use the bathroom? No, 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 no. It was quite obvious that that's what I came to do. <laughs> I was looking around, just kind of trying to play it off after the fact. Then I found myself being interested in all of the <laughs> happenings that were happening there. And I had on some shorts and a black shirt, so I kind of looked like a Harley guy with a black shirt on. Um, those people were having a blast. What were they doing? Playing games? Well, no, they were just hanging no, out. No, th there are. There's like this uh, this group of people. I'd say the age bracket probably goes anywhere from like late 40s to early 60s. Are you gonna put the late 40s in there? Yeah. Okay. But but, but they just it's their lifestyle, and then they it just brings them so much joy. They have they friends riding. that do it. They go to Daytona Bike Week. They go to the Leesburg Bike Fest. It's their thing. They I are in. they are into this just like people are into a beach lifestyle. Mm. People are into living in rural areas. Some people are into living in urban areas. Some people like to live just on a river or whatever. But I I'm not any I'm not in any kind of lifestyle. Mm. Like that, like hardcore. Sure. Well, no, I'm not. You're a grilling man. You are. No, a you make a mean brisket. I don't. You're a barbecue man. I, I do that by myself. Okay. I don't get together. Over. I don't get together with a bunch of people who all have this thing in common, and we just do this thing. You have two people around you right now, right? And we all have something in common. Oh. We love to grill. Who? So we love wait, me. who? And we love each other. Wait, wait, wait. You say we? Are you including yourself in I the grilling? I am. So you don't eat. What <laughs> yes, I do? I, every I time eat five you, times a day. Michael will Michael will stop the show and be like, "You had what?" I'm like, "You don't even eat." I eat five you, times a day, Kevin. You, yeah, but not food though. You could. What throw do a, what do you mean? I don't eat food. What is your favorite vegetable? Brussels sprouts. Nobody nobody likes Brussels sprouts. That is technically food, and yeah. if you add bacon, then it's magic. I mean, do you so add, I eat magic food? Do you eat? Ba do you add bacon? Yes, I add bacon. Pancetta. If we're getting fancy, I don't believe you eat bacon. What? You can throw her on uh, one of those heads of cabbage right on the smoker like you like to do. I, no. She just sit down with a whole head of cabbage. That's, She'll be in heaven. That's not fair to give her a head of cabbage. Why? Because she she'd eat that. I wanted her to eat something. She always, okay, she so doesn't eat real food, man. When she's not around us, first of all, she doesn't eat around us. That is yes, true. Yes, I do. I've well, actually, I've sat down with a meal at my, uh, with Micah, but it's always been at the Fresh Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll let her slide. Because that's real food. That is real food. I'll let you slide on Fresh Kitchen. Okay. So that's what I eat whenever I'm not. The other other day you told me that you got home and you just, for dinner, you ate a bag of butternut squash. I ate that on top of a salad. Well, nobody does that. That's not not food. (laughs) That is not food. Yes, it is. I was so hungry. I went back to the gym when we left here. And then I made a big salad and had some butternut squash. You go to the gym twice a day. Not a, not twice a day. Every Sometimes day. you go twice a day because we'll hear you in here. You'll be you'll be like talking to yourself. I really need to go to the gym when I leave. I think I'll go to the gym. <laughs> now I'm gonna go home. Now I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go to the gym. And then I'm like, I wonder if she's gonna go to the gym. <laughs> every single every night day. when we take the elevator down after the final hour, she says, "Should I go to the gym?" Now nah, I'm not gonna go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And every single day, <laughs> she goes to the gym yeah. for a second time. <laughs> She goes in waves, though. Sometimes she'll get some wine and go home and chill. Exactly. And and that's why I have this whole internal battle. Like, do I go to the gym? No, I'm not going to go because I'm just going to go home and drink wine. So what should I do? I go to the gym and then I drink wine. That's cool, right? Yeah, that's fine Do you feel like you've negated the gym by drinking the wine after the fact? Or is that a reward? It's not either. It's, uh, I went back to the gym. I feel very accomplished. I did everything I needed to do today, plus that. Now I'm going home and have some wine. Man, if I went to the gym twice a day, I don't even understand yeah, that. Like but Hulk once a day, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be on my deathbed. Yeah, I I, I really have to figure out a gym. have bladder problems. I just wouldn't. I have to figure out a gym schedule. You got to wake what? up before 9 a.m. Yeah, that too. What time you get up? <laughs> what time you get up, John? I was telling her the other day that I go, I wake up early and then I do usually a lot of stuff. Like I'll wake up at 6 and I'll mm-hmm. lay there for like 30 minutes, pull a bunch of articles or just kind of go through social media, whatever it may be, and then I'll fall back asleep around 7.30, usually till about 8.30. I kind of do the same thing, but I'm I'm a little earlier. My alarm clock is basically Galvin's News. Oh, okay. In the morning. Okay. Like, I, I don't know, for some reason, like, I'll have the show on, and I'll be kind of asleep, but then when I hear the intro for that, that kind of lets me, oh, time to get up. I know what time it is, time to get up. I hear the news, I'm like, all right, I hear all the news for the day, then I get my day going, have my coffee, walk the dog. What time is that, like 7.30? That's like 7-ish. You were waking up at 5.30. What I happened s- to that? I started, I started staying up a lot later. Oh, can't do that. Yeah. Like last night I went to bed at 3. three Why? Do you have, I couldn't fall asleep. Do you ever have this weird feeling? And, and see, it's almost like it's almost like you with the mornings, Micah. I have get this weird feeling late at night like I don't want to like give up on the day. Yes. Yeah, like, like it's just this feeling like not, I'm not missing out on anything. I'm sitting on my couch. But it's just like <laughs> it's like I want to look. Fe- I want to feel like there's more day okay. than there is. So I push it. Here's how I feel. If I go to sleep now, I've given up. On today, yes. and I'm already accepting tomorrow. Yes, and tomorrow today's not done yet. Mm. That's how I feel. That's and then I, I fight the fact that I want to go to bed early. In my mind, I want to get into bed at ten so I can wake up at five. Oh, but it feels so good to stay up to two. No. Yeah, there is something about that. It's like you're living. It's I like I stay up till yeah. two on the weekends. You do. You feel like you're living. What I does that look? And then you get legs. Hey, legs. He likes. That's your life. I don't think I get the enjoyment out of sleep that a lot of you guys get. If I could get rid of sleep, I wouldn't do it. I think it's a waste of time. What, you could like get a battery charger? I just hate the fact I hate the fact that I have to do it, mm. but I like the fact that everybody has to do it. Do, do you uh are you a napper ever? No, I don't nap. Dude, I love a good nap. When? Sunday, every Sunday there is a nap taking place. Naked well, in his backyard. Is that accurate? Naked. Not always in the backyard. <laughs> You're taking a nap on a, a perfectly good 
Sunday. But the thing is, is like on a Sunday, I'll usually get up early and we'll go, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do stuff all day. And then sometime mm-hmm. around 435, I'll bust out like a 30 minute nap. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll wake up, I'll have a cup of coffee and then I'm ready to rage. Until- <laughs> on a Sunday. What, what's that Sunday night? Well, usually- that Sunday afternoon rage is like. Well, a lot of times there's there's wrestling on. There's a pay-per-view. Right. So so I want to be I want to be clear headed. Interesting. I don't do the nap thing anymore. I love a nice nap. Oh man, I, I try to, I just try to keep it going, you know. I, I I do the get up early thing, but I don't go back to sleep at all. I'd rather I'd I'd rather take the nap and stay up. Like to me, that's justification for staying up later mm-hmm. if I've if I've gotten a little in there. So this Harley lifestyle, you're familiar with it. Oh yeah, I've got it. My parents have friends who are involved. My neighbors growing up were big because there's different levels. Like what you're talking about is the Harley lifestyle, and then we get into like bikers who are like mm-hmm. hardcore. Like there's gangs in there or whatever. I, oh oh yeah, yeah, the like the one percent. Yeah, I think we're talking about just kind of like these a motorcycle enthusiast, weekend warrior type yeah, guys. Yeah, I would I'd call them middle aged. Is this a midlife crisis? Is that a derogatory term, middle-aged? No, it's not. Um, They like to soak watermelon in vodka, and that's like getting crazy. Yeah. A little lit. Middle-aged is not uh, very... It depends on what you consider middle-aged. What do you consider middle-aged? Man, my doctor told me I was middle-aged. What? Yeah, he did. How'd that feel? That's the first time I legit felt old. Uh, Like middle middle aged. You're like Peter Pan. Yeah, but when the doctors start going by their doctor numbers, I'm middle aged. (laughs) It's all good. I'm not having a crisis yet. I don't want a. I don't want a fancy car. What would I do with that? Yeah, who needs a fancy car? What would you have in your crisis? Do you think? Like, what's a a purchase that you've always contemplated but you've never done? I'd probably get hair. Like, if I was going to get anything, it'd be hair. I want a nice, like, I would show up with this hair and expect y'all not to even comment on it. I would lose my mind. And you, I would be mad at you every time. What? What's so funny? It's my hair. Why can't you do that? Oh, my God. Why can't I show up tomorrow with the golden well, locks? Well, you have told me, you have told me time and time again that you don't have hair to grow. So I would personally know. But I think for the most part, you could pull it off with the people that didn't know that you didn't right. have hair. Do you want golden locks for real? I, I want to be able to have something as ridiculous as golden locks and no one say a word about it. Like, it's just, hey, there's Kevin. <laughs> Well, nobody might. No, some people might not say a word to you. I'm talking Shirley Temple. <laughs> I mean, you could do it. I don't think I could pull it off at all. What was your hair like in the like in your in your heyday of hair? I had an afro. I had the high top fade. Okay. Oh. I had the Gumby. What's oh, the, the Gumby? Gumby? The the low oh, left, high right. Like MC Hammer. Yeah, Hammer ish. Hammer ish. Yeah, I had all of that. I had every hairstyle that was relevant. It, it's time for the 80s and 90s. <laughs> and then I went bald all of a sudden. And you know, before I went bald, I had an afro. Remember when everybody were wearing the cornrows? The cornrows? Mm-hmm. I had cornrows and I took them out. And when I took them out, my hair was like, we're done. Oh, that was it. That was it. So the last it. thing you were rocking was cornrows. I, ro- I rocked cornrows like a couple of years, not like 10, 15 years ago. And then I said, I'm not going to fight it. So I just do like a one guard over the sink and that's it because looking at your follicles from here it looks like you have hair <laughs> and that's it just the follicles just the follicles they don't they don't get any uh, what about the da-da-da. thing uh the chase did next door that uh calta you know that whole thing the doctor i don't remember his that's name that's true i'm not gonna chase it no no, no pun intended <laughs> i'm not no like, like i i'm comfortable at this point in my life 
letting it go. Because for me to get hair at this point would mean that I'm not happy with myself uh, and I <laughs> want something else to happen. Like, like, why? Well, what am I going to do? I think there's a middle ground in between not being happy with yourself and wanting to do things to make yourself feel better. I don't I know what I, I feel uh, great now. Shirley Temple Golden Locks will do. It's the option. It's I just, can't I wait wanna, to see it, though. I just want to be able to wear hair. Like, I'll get you a wig. I want to see this. Almost like a like a Cat Williams type thing. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Like something long and something past my ears. Something yeah. that hits my shoulders. <laughs> What's wrong with that, man? We can all dream, right? <laughs> I, I don't want to wear I don't want to wear a wig. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about wearing a wig. No. I'm talking about I did look into a piece. Okay. Now, pieces are different for black dudes. Well, yeah, how does that work? I don't really know. Do you get it glued to your head? You do get it glued to your head, Ooh. and you can't go swimming. Oh, wow. Mm. And I just don't. That won't work. I don't feel like I need that. I would love to I'm, see it, though. I'm good right now. The only way you'd see that if it was a part of some bit. I'm, I'm very as, as somebody who appreciates hair. You know, if I wasn't in, if I don't make it in radio, I think I might be a barber. Maybe uh, somebody who appreciates hair. I'm something I'm I'm fascinated by is the uh, d- the the differences in how white people and black people have to treat their hair. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Because like there are aisles of product, you know, that I that I've never seen before that that are, that are being used that I don't understand. That is a that is a good point. Sometimes those products are hard to find in certain areas. You got to go on certain sides of town to find certain hair products. You yeah, it's, and, yeah. But you would probably make a good barber because you have a strong head of hair and face of hair. You know, like you got the whole and unit. He talks a lot, so it's perfect. There, yeah. There was a point before I got this job where I knew this barber and he was like pushing me through. Like I had the information. He was like pushing me through, like be a barber. I'll give you a job. Like it was, it was you, on the radar. You could but be a barber. Have you ever had the clippers in your hand? Have you ever cut anybody's hair? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, <laughs> who do you know that would let you cut their hair? Um, I'd let you cut my hair. Nobody. I mean, there was the point where I was going low on my head, mm-hmm. like, and I would do it myself, but that's all the experience I have. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I used to be able to cut my own hair in the mirror. Like, clean, too. Like, nice. Yeah. yeah. It takes forever, but, yeah, I didn't have, I had a number of times. And I'm so picky about my barber, I feel like I can take all the things that I've learned that I don't like from a barber and, and utilize that for mm-hmm. what to do. That is interesting. I walked out. I, did you see how bad I need a haircut? Well, I never know what you're going for. You got your hair sprouts so fast, Dude, man. I walked out of two barber shops last Saturday. Why don't you go right here? Next I'm going door. to. I'm going. Have to you ever gone there? Tomorrow, yes. Yeah. But I've, you know, I'm not. I have no bad words, man, but I'm very picky. I've been bald for years, but every now and then I'll go in the barber shop, and the barber would say, "Well, what would you like today?" And I go, "Well, what are my <laughs> options? I just want to hear what he's going to come up with." I'm like, "Low and lower? Like how low can you go?" But that's that's clean though. Like you do that yourself. That's not uh Yeah, I do this myself. Okay. I was going to say this, that's not natural. I do this when I'm sitting on the toilet. So what would we see if you just let it go for 3 months? What would we be looking at? George Jefferson? <laughs> Straight up George Jefferson. I want to see it. I have never let it get like to... A, you want me to grow my hair out so I'd look like an old bald guy? Yeah. Just for what? Just for fun. Just for the gram? I'm g- <laughs> just do it for the G. I'm going to get you a, a blonde Shirley Temple wig, and we're going to see how that looks. What are we trying to make me into? I'm fixated on it now. You're the one who suggested it, and now my mind's running with it. I think oh. you could pull it off, Kevin. Okay. We're going to see what we can pull off, but we'll forget about it, because when we return, mm-hmm. we're going to run them jewels... 
First story in Run the Jewels is a woman, you might have heard of this story, she lost 150 pounds. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Mm. However, she gained 100 pounds back. Oh, no. Why? <sighs> because of the haters. That and more when we run the Jews, when we return on Drew Garabo Live. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.